He hated all of it. The numbers they learned didn't even deal with commission percentages. But far worse than any of that was when he had to interact with the other kids. They seemed normal enough on the face of things, but every so often when the conversation strayed into the topics of recreational activities, especially as they related to organizational skills, those little animals got weird as shit. It first happened when he was four days into his public education experience. In other words, fully committed to this life path. The other kids started talking about putting their toys away in their toy boxes. Or worse yet, stuffing their dolls and race cars in there. Tommy was appalled. When he complained about those weirdos to his teacher, he couldn't believe he had to explain to her that toys should only ever come out of a toy box. To his surprise, she said he must be a very messy boy. Tommy was suddenly overcome by the fear that this thoroughly unpleasant, far away from homeschool was somehow related to that creepy monkey that lurked near his mailbox at home and threw toys all over his yard. Knowing first grade would only be worse, little Tommy pushed himself hard through night school after class and became a certified public accountant at five years old so he could get the hell out of kindergarten. His mother was so surprised when she heard he passed his CPA exam, she filled her pants with toys. If this story made you give it a second chance, you can toy with it and other boxes at the web elite of the two-way street, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Rubberneck relentlessly in the comments for this post, or pat email me and slap each other's cakes at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or get the sensation of feeling your teeth rot while skiing down a European glacier at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we cried over our spilt milk, the SF and SF signal used to stand for Special F, the Kellogg cereal that came five tries before they landed on Special K. It mainly consisted of instant potato flakes and little bits of fish tails all covered in a cream cheese frosting. People got fired over that one, but I would buy it because as a special prize they'd have the nude legends of country trading cards. I used to rub together the Chris Christopherson and Waylon Jennings ones, so it looked like two junky Sasquatches were getting it on. Tweet your sick beats that if they follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity I will gladly drive them to the beat hospital to recover. Do people even say sick beats anymore? Or is that one of those things that shows how very old I've become? Oh god, I really have become grody to the max, haven't I? There's something that you're paying for this month that you enjoy a lot less than this show. Why don't you drop that thing and give me its money through the donate button on the Snoopy Come Home page? I'd feel so much better about yourself. This podcast drains its pus indiscriminately all over a now warm and wet wedding cake, which is okay because the wedding and reception had been going far too smoothly up to this point and all memories of Vicky and Todd's nuptials would have been lost by the time the next Super Bowl came around and so Vicky really should have welcomed it and not threatened to sue the complexion off the poor cater waiter in Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Like 4.0 International License. Until the caissons go rollerblading along, this will wrap itself in the warming fat of Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you, the thing at the end of your bed is your foot. I can't help it if it's scary, you should try trimming your nails once in a while. Good night. How many times are you going to listen to this thing? Hello, my severe tire damages. This is your caution high voltage host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his The Lifeguard is on duty, so I guess the fun is over now. Podcast Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 13th show. Today's story is all about piecing things together. If you're Dick Smothers and trying to piece together your broken relationship with your brother, you may be out of luck because Tommy's split. Man, Dick Smothers would be a terrific porn name. Tommy's Split by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Tommy's mother, Beth, was a bit uncomfortable with her body and with everyone else's. In fact, she was generally uptight about everything. Sure, there are lots of American parents who can't use the words penis or vagina when talking to their kids about vital functions and cleanliness, but she couldn't even say poop or bum whether Tommy was around or not. 
In fact, she bought a trained monkey to change Tommy's diapers when he was an infant. She suspected the monkey hadn't been trained very well at all when it began flinging Tommy's poo all over the house. But when she sought out the monkey's trainer, she realized the little animal's training had been impeccable. It was the trainer that had assumed that was how diapers were changed. It was the worst exit interview Beth had ever conducted, and she left his disgusting house as quickly as possible. As Tommy got older, Beth realized she would have to address these issues of basic bodily functions herself. The best euphemisms she could come up with was to call his poo hole a toy box and refer to his poos as toys. It was less than ideal, she knew, but as long as she homeschooled him, he wouldn't come into contact with other kids and everything bad ever could be avoided. Unfortunately, Beth thought homeschooling meant schooling kids about homes. Try as she might, she could not get five-year-old Tommy to pass the real estate licensing exam. After his fifth try, the state decided they didn't want this kid anywhere near a major land deal and stepped in and made him go to regular school, which was even worse, even they admitted that. Tommy went into kindergarten hoping the teacher there could clear up his confusion concerning the finer points of negligent misrepresentation by a broker, but it was all finger-painting and alphabet stuff. 